just doing a quick recording. I've had offers of help uh, to park in the, in the United States, uh, to park with people, but um, we're not, we were booted out of the U.S. because we arrived without, we went through three or four times, I don't remember, we went through numerous times on this trip, but one of these times, the last time was a year ago or so, and because we didn't have a permanent home address in Canada, we were, and we had our stuff, as we did through all of these trips, uh, loaded up in the back of the um, SUV. They didn't want us coming into the U.S., and I, and I believe it's because it looked like we would just stay there. You don't have a home address, you've got personal belongings with you, you're coming across the border. I get it, but we're not allowed in until we have a permanent home address, which a boat or a marina might give us. And even then, we'd only be able to stay six months of the year, which is not a bad thing, because we could come up in the summer here six months of the year, and it would have worked, but we're not supposed to do that. I don't know why this journey is so complicated. I don't know why there's no place to be. I don't know why there's no place to stop this journey. I don't know why we, even when we try to sort of, you know, we tried to get a, we bought a little place in PEI, and it just blew up. We had the some of the freakiest, scariest moments there, and I've had them there before. This is a PEI is not a place <laughs> for the, I don't know, the unaware. You do your research when you move to an island like that, um, a small island. It's um, It can be pretty brutal, especially when it's, um, anyway, I won't get into it. It's just, it can be brutal. You know, it was some good points and some bad points, but uh, I don't know why it's so complicated. We're going to head to the island and look at a, a boat and probably get the first boat that we look at because it's uh, just too much drama and bullshit. I just I can't keep doing this. Uh, it looks like Edmonton, Alberta locked itself down. Um, the mayor of Edmonton has decided to make sure that uh, is, is uh, demanding that everybody follow the lockdown rules 100% or else. The girls are just back. They were just uh, out doing laundry in the hotel or something. I'm not sure. Out to the van and back. Anyway, so, yeah, I do appreciate the help. It's incredible. It's nice to be able to have uh, help from people I've never even met. Uh, offers of help, considering uh, the situation. I, I don't know. I mean, spirit or higher self has kept us on this journey for a very long time. Explained the journey, the purpose of the journey, healing journey, uh, exchanging energies at different places. Maybe the point is that I need to be on a boat. I'm aware that people on living on the water become very ungrounded, very artistic. Maybe it's to do channeling or telepathy. I don't know what it's about. I know that I'm really fucking tired of making all these moves and trying to figure it out. Um, but now I'm just, I'm at the point, and I was sitting here, I fell asleep, sort of drifting off because I'm feeling, it's like the life energy gets strained out of you, um, you know, on some days. <clears throat> and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking I can't solve it. I knew I could, couldn't solve it. I knew before I even uh, woke up that, that if I were to leave where I was, there was no place to land. I just, I knew. I mean, I was in the Yukon for a reason. I was there because it was the land, last place of opportunity to do things. And that uh, the rest of, you know, government and socialism and all that shit, when it arrived in the Yukon, there was no place to go. It's like Yuri Bezmenov said, there'll be no place left to defect. <coughs> Excuse me. I suppose unless I went to the United States, and we did. We kept traveling back and forth. Gas is cheaper. You know, the roads are easier. 
hotels were, you know, essentially about the same on par, I guess. Some were cheaper when you did the exchange. But bottom line is, yeah, we can't get in. And uh, I'm not even sure how to get in anymore. I mean, they didn't tell me. They just said, you don't have a permanent address. Fingerprinted me, kept us at the border. I did a recording on it called Spanked at the Border, a live one. Or not a live one, but, a you know, a real video. Um, you know, it was a really low-vibe border guard there that was fucking wanted us. Basically, you could see it just fuming, wanted us uh, ripped to pieces. I don't know what the hell it was about, but I've seen that before. Uh, so they used a sniffer. They searched everything in the truck. They... Uh, you know, gave me shit, you know, in right in front uh, for ha even trying to come and come into the United States like that without a home address, and I just wanted to get the fuck out of there, so I didn't really say anything. Thank them. The guy that was doing all the searching and, and uh, sniffing and stuff like that was uh, really appreciative of the fact that I was not pissed or anything like that. I was, um, you know, basically... Using the opportunity to just hold balance in a stressful situation, a monk came in at the time. I felt like I was being supported, one of those silent monks. <coughs> Excuse me. He was very grounded, and they, I don't know what they did with him, but it doesn't matter who you are. They hammer the shit out of you. So I don't know what happened at the end of that. Um, I didn't like being fingerprinted uh, twice because the first batch didn't work. And I didn't like having Julia there watching it, and I didn't I just fucking didn't like it. I, you know, it was it's brutal. I might be for, and I am, non-globalism, but I'm not for separation. I'm for unity. I'm just not for separation or unity underneath. I'm not for fucking fake unity. I'm not for temporary unity, and then we take away all your rights and tell you exactly what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and where to do it. I'm not dumb enough to fall for that shit. I'm sure I've lived many lifetimes, and I've seen it come and go. I intuitively, instinctively know that it's the scariest version of reality people will choose. So I would rather do it the hard way and uh, do it through many lifetimes learning compassion and wisdom and coming together with other cultures with a mutual respect and a mutual sort of understanding of love of a source or God that is about love and not about fear because as I've said a few times there's no truth, wisdom or love in the fear of God telling me how to love God or how to live um, simply because the rules the dark age rules and bullshit of somebody else's um, religion say so um, it's, you know, it's just never going to happen I mean, you'll never find peace that way peace is coming together in wisdom not uh, separating in fear not locking people down. So that's where it's at. So yeah, I just wanted to say that because I've had recent offers. It is stressful. We're fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be on a boat and we'll get it figured out. I talked to a guy that had a boat today and he, he first had a windsurfer and then he bought a boat. So it's just a normal transition. It's just when you're middle age uh, and you're going through all these changes, it's bizarre, you know, because I'm not looking for a new adventure. I've had an end, non, a never-ending life adventure. I'm looking for something where you just some stability within a community and just being a fucking regular person. Uh, but that has never happened. I've never had that opportunity. It's always been something new, something new, something new. Um, and, and I've received warnings about the size of the boat, uh, about uh, definitely Coast Guard being, you know, federal fucking military style. Uh, you know, you, you just have to follow the rules. I understand that as well. But, I mean, I'm just at a point where there's nowhere to go. I don't have another choice. This is the only choice. I don't, you know, there is no social housing here, even though that's the goal. There is no, there are no, um, there's just, fuck, this is it. 
you know, uh, short of just essentially evaporating off the planet, there's a boat. You know what I mean? It's it's easy now. I don't have to make any decisions. I just get a boat, and then I sit on the ocean and I anchor and I stay up during the storms. We do homeschool. I teach. Probably a new level of insight because I'll be ungrounded, living on the water, and uh, and that's it. There's nothing more a person can do. You know, if I'm not meant to be there, I mean, fuck the last place. Julia was saying, good things and bad things are going to happen. You'll have to you just go with the flow. Better things will happen. And that was just, and I, you know, kind of freaked me out. I mean, that was right before this happened. But this guy, this guy is a professional homeless addict, recovered. And I'm there for a day and a half. We're having conversations about things that most people don't even understand. And then he pulls the trigger. It's fucking really? You know, it, it, that wasn't coincidental. That was mind-blowing. It may, you know, just sort of shattered. Uh, it, it just, I don't know, it just shatters something. When you see something go down like that, you know, it, it, makes, you, it makes you look at things differently. Because I know tons of, you know, as when I put that link up to the, to the uh, properties in Whitehorse, these are people I worked with, the realtors, and here they are five years later, you know, multimillionaires doing what they do, nothing has changed, a fucking easy life. I don't know, I'm not in their life, but the point is, is they didn't have to do anything through this awakening. I don't know what they're going to be doing, but here's a guy, a homeless guy in great shape, um, right in, you know, right in the trenches, trying to help people and fucking bang, trigger pulls, you know what I mean? And I, I'm not, I don't know, I guess in some ways I'm thinking, how many realtors do we need, uh, you know, at this point in the game, right? And how many people do we need to be able to lead homeless people and communities forward in a positive way? And I keep looking, I think, all he did was diverge, you know what I mean? I'm in a different version of reality. And we will continue to diverge, and we diverge personally, individually, all the time. We are constantly diverging towards the frequency we hold within. And it's confusing because this whole journey has been a lot of stress uh, after the bliss period. It's, been, it's, it's as though some, we have to go back and do all the work and face all the fear and go through all of this. And I'm wondering just how high vibe reality are we actually going to be in if the core frequencies coming out are always this intense, low uh, fear, tiredness, anxiety, stress, whatever. And there is this sort of bottom, um, bottom of the barrel, identityless, fearless. It's but it's just basically, you're you're a sponge that's just been wrung out so many times. There's nothing left of anything, except the, the empty shell, you know. But I think of all of the, you know, I think of all of the. It, it's really distanced me from the people in my past. Because there's been so many challenges, and you you have your own through this, and I'm seeing so much shit, and you know, I couldn't relate to anybody I ever knew before, because they just didn't fucking face any of this, you know what I mean? And, and I and we did. Um, maybe they're gonna face it coming up. Kind of, I don't know. It just it just there's it's hard to relate to people anymore. And I don't have the wherewithal to, you know, work in the trenches in the homeless compound and seeing that stuff, that would just fucking wipe me out. So I guess it'll be, I'll be working on the healing side of things. There was ambulance people there. There was different techs, you know, different people there. And I said, I, you know, I'm 
I'm impressed with the job that they do. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that day after day. How could you do that day after day and go home and, and uh, I don't know, be vi- high vibe? And, they, and these people had this, some of them, I mean, uh, the one that interviewed me, uh, seemed to have a very sunny disposition. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in the sense that she, she was very capable of uh, staying balanced through it all. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, I don't know when you when you move so far out of this. When you're when you're on a journey like this, it's a very very long journey. You just become completely disconnected. You know, it's a. Uh, what I mean, I'm sure. I know psychology. What is dissociative disorder or something? You just become very disconnected from everyone and everything because they're no longer part of your experience of reality. They don't experience any of this. You know what I mean? A lot of people are just lost in their own drama. They have one story. Oh, I hate this. I like this. This is right. This is wrong. You know what I mean? And they do the same thing every day. They get up in the next morning and there's another net mainstream media trigger. Oh, I hate this. I like this. This is right. This is wrong. And you just, I can't fucking relate to that anymore. You know what I mean? I don't even give a shit what side any, you know, at this stage. I understand the neutrality. I understand, you know, just... Stay out of the separation. Stay out of the fear. We need to come into unity. <coughs> no, I don't have a COVID, but I do have a cough, and it comes and it goes. And it, it tends to come when I'm more stressed, I think, in the vibration of speaking. When I'm not talking, I don't cough. But I'm very conscious of it, especially when I'm shopping for a boat. I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> anyway. So, there we have it. Um, so, on an upbeat note, geez, I don't know, is there an upbeat note? If I was to, you know, it's funny, I was thinking of something funny about doing an astrology or tarot reading or a horoscope reading for the journey, and it would be, here's a timeless reading. As soon as you hear this reading, it's the perfect timing for you. It will mean exactly what it needs to mean when you get it, and it would be this. Your awakening is going to suck and it's going to suck harder every moment you get into it with little bumps of everything will be okay and then it's going to just wind all the way down until it sucks so bad there's nothing left of you and when you're an empty shell of your former self and there's absolutely nothing left except a fucking question mark and even then you won't care then a new door will open up and you'll step into your life and we will never know when that is except when you figure out that you are finally at a point you just really don't care you don't know where to go what to do or how to do it and you're in a complete and total surrender to something that is statistically fucking impossible and that is this journey that doesn't allow the fucking door to open to anything until you've completed it it's as though we've signed up and said let's do this thing we're going to ascend in the physical body and that means purging out everything that is of weight that is of fear depression anxiety of judgment of uh, being anchored to the past or the future or even the present. We're going to get rid of all of that. And then when that happens, we're going to pop you over into a position that's perfect. You're going to meet the right person, the right people, and they're going to assist you to do what you need to do. Because once again, it's not ego. It's not about one person um, making it all happen. Because I wouldn't have the fucking energy at this point. You know, if I wanted to be on the radio or if I wanted to be teaching or healing people, I don't have the energy to start a fucking... I don't have the energy to even write the, the, the resume. 
to say, hey, let me talk in the radio. What am I going to talk about? Nobody gives a shit about this shit. You know what I mean? Or to open a healing center, find funding. You know, what I mean? this is this is just a pro- all that's required from that I can understand is to become your authentic self, and then expect life to support you, the doors to open up. But they are not open yet, so I'm not finished the journey. And I would give up if I could, but I can't because there's no place to live, there's no place to park, there's no place to rest, there's no place to begin again, except this next step onto a boat. And then I don't know. And I was talking to one guy who was also aware that the economy is has to change. And he was saying, you know, worst comes to worst, at least you can get a net and get food out of the ocean if you need it quickly. And that's all well and good. But, I, you know, I prefer to eat my vegetables. <laughs> I don't. Last time I went fishing, you know, I had a hard time with it. I didn't want to go. I had to put the fish back. Because uh, I, I just, you know, the idea of beating the fish overhead with a stick or anything like It just fucking isn't me. You know what I mean? I just didn't need to beat the, the fish in order to be satisfied that I caught the fucker and I'm going to eat him. And it's not about being wimpy or anything like that. It's about a conscious awareness of the energy of consciousness. And I'm not interested in beating consciousness out of its physical body. I don't mind eating. And I do. And I've eaten chicken and fish and all, you know, whatever. But I don't eat very much of it. But I'm also, I'm just not interested in going out of the way to do it. It's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Um, I know all the arguments, and I know my body needs protein. I've been a vegan, and I collapse out of my truck being a vegan, a stupid vegan. Uh, so once in a while, there is tuna in my pasta, and once in a while, there is whatever um, fucking whatever it is, um, a turkey sandwich on the road or something. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not uh, stuck on anything. I'm just going with the flow of the best I can. Um, but I'm not interested in beating the shit out of fish for dinner. I mean, there's got to be a better version of life than that. <sighs> but I will do it, obviously, if I have to. Um, that's it. What else is there to talk about or do? The journey is fucking not over yet. It's over when it's over. I'm on it. You're on it. We're on it. The ascension is the ascension. It's co-created. We chose it. We orchestrated this shit. There's no way that that guy, Chris did that while I was there unless it was meant to be like that I know other people picked up on that too and Nina said you know it could be that you were there to help him sort of gear up for it and he was there to help you see something different as well you know I mean everybody was running around in circles all the volunteers are overworked they're tired they don't want the, the program to blow up and they, I mean they need a, you know another on the ground volunteer and somebody to assist that volunteer now they're aware of the of the addiction mixed with those recovering from the addiction problem, that makes you fucking liable now at that point for other people that die in that environment, especially if they're semi-recovered and they die. <clears throat> Once you become aware of the problem, you know, you become responsible for the problem. And that's in legally, and you know what I mean? And that's just the nature of it. And then somebody like me shows up and I've got all kinds of, I've worked for nonprofits and I've done all kinds of stuff that could have been helpful. But you just not needed until it's a fire hydrant thing. You know what I mean? It just it's just co- too complicated. You just people don't want that much change. And uh I don't know. I don't I think I explained that in a previous recording anyway. Uh and and I didn't really have the energy for it. It wasn't the right thing anyway, I'm sure. What I have the energy for is to share insight from a higher 
vibrational perspective on potentially on a boat because it's on a boat here or on a boat in Australia. And it's funny, you know, my grandfather was Australian. I vibe with the idea of being there. I don't vibe with the idea of being in Canada anymore. I have nobody here holding us back. Uh, you know, it, it, I really love the idea of being in Arizona area, New Mexico of the United States. And uh, Julia really wants to do something in Africa. Um, you know, she has she has her her drives to do things as well. And uh, and I know that this journey doesn't end here. And it could change in a heartbeat. It could change in a heartbeat, and then all of a sudden we're on to the next part of the journey. This one is just warming me out into submission, into the complete and total letting go of how this plays out or what it means or why everybody I worked with is still playing the, the, the game. You know what I mean? And they, their lives weren't interrupted, and they're carrying on like there's seemingly nothing going on except for the price of the fucking houses up there have tripled since I've left, it seems. It's mind-blowing, or at least doubled. And it doesn't make sense in an economy where nothing's going on except more social housing and more low-wage $12 an hour immigrants. And I'm not kidding. Um, it, I don't understand where that economy is coming from. It makes no sense to me whatsoever, unless it's just federal money flowing in and going into the back door of those who are building these fucking homes. And they're cheap pieces of crap homes made with press board. They got a 50-year lifespan foundation on $500,000 homes, like houses. Like it just, nothing makes sense. The land was never prepared fast enough because of political stupidity. They, could, it was, they didn't get it ready for disposition, so they had to double the price so that they didn't turn people's mortgages upside down that it had already bought. So a lot of land went from 50000 to to 100000 just to ensure a stable market. And then it just kept doing that. It doubled and then it tripled. And it's one of the reasons that we had equity in our house. We bought a house, we sold it, and we had that equity uh, when we sold. Other than that, every other project, it just blew itself up. <clears throat> so it comes somewhere if you need it. But, we're, you know, it doesn't last forever, especially uh, if you've got nothing um, flowing through. So something will break. Something will happen. I appreciate all of the help. I'm still going to share as much as I can. Julia, interestingly, said that I should be doing a live healing session. I'm too low vibe right now to do that. But interesting when she said that, that uh, we were in a parking lot and had no idea we'd be leaving. And I said, I wonder what's going to happen. Because in order to do a live healing session in a week, we wouldn't be here. We would have to be somewhere where the, we're not on data. So somewhere, somehow, within, I don't know, five or six days, I suppose we'll be in a place where I have access to Wi-Fi and I can do a live healing session, which means maybe there's a big change coming because in order to vibe up, I either need to get this boat transition over or something else sort of changes and I'm starting to do <clears throat> something where I feel like I'm getting traction. You know what I mean? Um, and so expect the unexpected. But for now, I just, I'm just going to relax and go to sleep, get up, buy a boat. I'm not fucking around this time. It's probably a $10,000 boat, and then we will carry on from there because there's, there's just no reason to drag my feet anymore. There's one door right now, and that's the boat. And if that goes and Coast Guard comes along and tells me to shove that boat right up my ass, well, then there's nowhere to go. And another door will have to open. And then they can take that and they can shove it up their ass because I won't have any place to put the boat. I'll just be walking down the road at that point. So we'll see what happens and uh, we'll go from there. So it's serious. 
you know, for all of us. We're, there's, I've talked to people who listen to these recordings that have nothing. I'm not whining or complaining. I mean, they have nothing. There's homeless people. There's people with nowhere to go. There's people suffering from um, trauma from shitty fucking parents to, uh, and they're, you know, and working through that to breakups with uh, the relationships that just never survived the, the um, change in frequency of consciousness. People who lose their, sh- you know, all, you know, that are losing everything. I mean, every fucking second house I drive by, every residential second house in Canada is probably in extreme turmoil. You've shut the country down. There's a shitload of people unemployed, and then a whole lot of people not um, operating the way they used to in the economy. The friendships as well, the lockdown. I mean, the whole world's in an upset. So I'm not bitching and complaining. We're in a hotel. We're not on the street. And uh, and it will resolve itself before we end up on the street, because that's the way this works. Unfortunately, the way it works is that it's typically at the last fucking second so that we live in the now and don't worry. And if the first time we do this and we worry all the way to when something happens, we get the experience again until we eventually get the message that there's no point in worrying. Just surrender, go with the flow. There's only one part of that that I don't like is that the sense of loss of identity. All of a sudden, I'm not who I was because I was somebody that tended to... Um, have a plan to be building towards the future, to take care of my family, even at a very young age, my two mothers. You know, it's who I was, and now it's being pulled away. Now it's this whole idea that I'm even going to have an opportunity to be in charge of the variables that let me take care of my family is fucking destroyed. Now, you know, it's like being having to be a guy who walks in faith. That changes everything. You know what I mean? When you think of the masculine, feminine, feminine things, it changes everything of who I am. You know, to be locked essentially in a maze with no way out, except once in a while, here's the next way out, but it's another big challenge. You have to face it without fear. You know, but it's you're not taking the responsibility of truly... In, in a 3D way, taking care of your family. Now you're having to learn a new way, in a new energy, in a new reality, a new paradigm, how to take care of your family. And it's to basically set them free and to be sovereign and to take care of each other and to understand that there's something bigger going on that carries us forward. It's just not survival mentality anymore. I mean, this whole fucking journey has been about learning that. It's taking away everything, every tool in my tool belt that has to do with survival mentality. It's taking away ego. It's taking away the, um, the, the ties to the potential futures I might have wanted or thought would be interesting. It's ripped them all up from the past. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's changed everything. I'm, you know, and it's, it's difficult to deal with that you have to be pretty goddamn strong psychologically to go through this and not lose your mind you know and other people are aware of that too you know we're professionals somehow coming here to help raise the vibration of things and we wouldn't be able to do it if we weren't the strongest of the strongest this is what i've heard and i fully agree <coughs> you know i've there's people in my family that had to be very strong too my two mothers as well as my wife and my daughter 
based on what she sees and the way that she handled it and responds to reality and holds balance. She's very strong. She's very tough. She's very smart. And she's got business to do here on this planet, as many other kids do. So I suppose we can we can hold that as something that we are and that's strong, even though I feel like I'm ready to keel over from lack of energy. Strong enough to go on this journey this far, and for those who are totally homeless or those who are always riding the edge every month or whatever, it just gets, I know, it gets to the point. Like Chris in the compound, he just pulled the trigger. He pulled the trigger, and it was exciting. Things that were coming up were exciting. I think maybe he was just too tired. He was excited to be a leader, excited to be somebody that people would need to look to for guidance moving forward. But then... He didn't have an ego, not even a little ego. So it might have just seemed to him like a lot. Like just maybe it's just, fuck, it's more than I can give. You know, I don't know. It was his time to go out of this reality, out of this slice of reality. Maybe there is a a reality he needed to be in and he's going to be that leader. But maybe it's not a reality we're going to be in. Because we're carrying on even further on this journey that won't allow us to escape. It does give us synchronicities. It does give us voice of support from from the uh, people who listen. It gives us just what we need when we need it, except for feeling comfortable, as though we could rely on it. You know, I should be able to. If I wrote it all down in a list, I would say, yes, I can rely on it. We've been kept safe the whole time. But it's not 3D. It's not the, it's not the survival mentality version of feeling comfortable. It's the 5D floating in the unknowingness constantly type of feeling. I don't think I've been in this 5D state of bliss for quite some time. I think I've gone from that feeling good, everything's going to be okay, to just neutral and I think a lot of light workers will find themselves there as though we're in a very long, different kind of purge that puts us in neutral and not in bliss. It's taking us through the eye of the needle. And if we don't let go, it's going to be a bumpy, painful, fucked up ride. And maybe some of us just don't get through. Okay. How long is this? 30 minutes. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I know not a lot of people are going to want to listen to these. Uh, well, there are some insights. But this is more of a... of what I'm up to type of recordings, where I'm at. It's not really about the... Here's an spiritual insight for you. I need to be vibed up higher than that to hear spirit. Nudge my intuition <laughs> to be able to share it. All I can say now is the eye of the needle is, a com- is compressing everything. And there's just nothing left to give except these particular types of recordings. And, uh, and to leave them there. Because this is also a journaling. It's a journaling exercise documenting the, this ascension and awakening and the experience and my reflections and perspectives on it. Um, and that's important as well. It's why they're about as deadly honest as you can get. Uh, 
based on what I talk about and um, unedited. And it's not a proud thing. It's just I don't have the fucking energy to edit them. But number that's number one. But number two, I want these to be raw, titled right, and I want them to be there because in hindsight, when people do wake up, maybe it's a hundred years from now or fifty years from now, and they look back and they figure out, holy shit, that happened and it was real, and here we are, and reality is multidimensional, and we can see it. Uh, we can see the energy of multidimensional uh, light and we understand that this really happened. People can go back and find information like this and other information and put it together and they'll be able to figure out just how fucking mind-blowing it is to be a human crossing this threshold of uh, change in human evolution because it's a very isolating journey. Others cannot see it. They're in a bubble of their own toroidal field playing that same thing they wake up they get a nudge a trigger from the mainstream media <coughs> whatever it is and they like it then they or they don't like it and it should be this way and it should be that way and then they live through the survival mentality version of their lives and do it all over again the next day there's no journey it's a repeating cycle until bad things happen usually the loss of a loved one, the explosion of your life, so that you're forced to reflect, start over, pick up the pieces, and understand what compassion is, what love is, what is the pain of the loss, how do we potentially circumvent or stop or help people go through that loss. This is the process those will end up going through who didn't cross over. They will continue to do that until they find the compassion that will take them towards unity. And they'll find that the juice just isn't worth the squeeze when they're playing the game of separation because it just never ends. It's why I've released myself from the desire and energy, even though I talk about our leader, Trudeau, here. I released myself from the idea of hoping his future is just about as bright as the one I've been experiencing. And I, and I mean in the 3D way. I've released myself from that because I don't have the energy for it. I don't give a fucking shit what happens at that point you know at this point we need a place a home a boat and to share the insight that we do have with others but I think we're all there I think we all get it at this point we just want to share and support each other feel better about the journey as we go help each other along we carry each other forward we don't make it alone nobody does this alone I take 10 feet I drag somebody with me I keel over that person stands up and drags me 10 feet. I don't know. It's just the way it is. <clears throat> it's a unity journey. It's not Superman journey. Nobody but nobody. It doesn't matter who's doing this channeling, recording, sharing, getting epiphanies and insights, telepathy, tarot, astrology. Every single one of us has our collapsing moments, has our moments where it's just you want to pull the trigger and you're excited to do it. You know, and you and you have moments where you're just pissed off with 3D, where you realize how dry and dark those in your life can be, and mind blown that they just can't shake it off. They're just like little children jumping at the shiny things that the mainstream media tosses out, tosses towards them. Look at that one. Go get it, boy. Look at this one. Jump higher. Beg. Jump up, 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 up. That's it. Good boy. And that's the way it is. I'm just not jumping anymore. And I wish others would stop jumping. 
but that's their journey. We're all in our own universe. We're all sharing our experiences with others who we vibe with, but nobody has power or control over the other. Not more than they're willing to give away. And there's uh, long drama stories that can get us entangled where it seems like others have control over us or soul plans and karma or things like that. But ultimately, it's in our response to reality from a state of balance and harmony that is the key to get the fuck out of this nightmare. That's what it is. Fight for your life to have harmony inside. All I can do, the only control that I have, is to hold my balance, hold myself in harmony when I buy the boat. And if I'm not meant to buy the boat, a great big miracle fucking clown will pop up and say, don't buy the boat, I've got another plan. Because I'll shift realities and there'll be another door that opens wide up that'll be hard to miss, it'll hit me in the back of the head. The dummy stick, don't look there, look here. I didn't see that, look at that. It's a big door that says you're free. Oh, well, it was there all along. You just weren't vibed high enough to see it. And now you are. It's always been there. So I'm going to go step through my dummy door tomorrow and see what we have. I'm either on a boat or doing something else. I have no idea. But I can't get emotionally invested in whatever the outcome is going to be. I don't have any more to give. So I'll leave it at that. And uh, thanks for sharing the journey with me. Hold your balance, and I'll talk to you later.